Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I am Tyler Carlin. And I'm Venom. No, no. no. <laughs> and I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're Venom. Or we are Venom. So grab your Venom. And bite their heads off. Because today we're bringing you... Venom. My God, it was so bad. Holy crap. This is a zero. This, this is, is the zeroest zero. zero. Oh my God. Lord How Jesus. Dare okay. You fans. This abomination, or shall it? Nope. Abomination Don't Too Nice of a Word. dare give it that kind of credit. This atrocity was released October 5th, 2018, 11 days ago, on a $100 million budget, and uh, it made. It's made $377.4 million worldwide so far, somehow. Hasn't even hit China yet. Bet the Chinese are going to love it. Yeah, I mean, they love the American movie. Uh, it, some, it managed to get a 31% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience rating, as well as a 35 on Metacritic. Just want to go ahead and get all that out of the way. Um, it did set a record, apparently, for best October box office opening ever. It also set another record for being worst use of $100 million. Well, I mean, not as far as, like, the actual investors are concerned i don't really care what the investors think i it would have been i would have rather watched i would have rather watched an hour and 45 minutes of tom hardy lighting a hundred million dollars on fire yeah that would have been awesome this was so bad you, let's let's read some professional reviews and then i actually have some fan some yoke reviews and then uh we'll uh, we'll get into sort of you know uh toothpaste and orange juice and more of our thoughts we'll get into what makes a subaru a Subaru. Love. Okay, so Richard Roper, you know that guy, uh, of the Chicago Sun-Times, and also just being Richard Roper, says, A tone-deaf, uneven, and maddeningly dumb clunker that never settles on an identity all the way to the closing credits. It's so bad. He's so right. He is so right. He he, he hits it exactly right. I actually was able to find a positive review from Matthew Rose at Salon.com, which I don't know anything about Salon.com, but... If I was looking for a film review, that wouldn't be what I typed into the search bar. But he says, certainly I'm in a minority when it comes to my fellow critics, but I liked Venom. Hell, if it wasn't for the sloppy and formulaic script, I might have even loved it. Which I just, how on earth? Actually, how on earth? I love I love uh, Kristen Lopez's review from Citizen Dame. Uh, she says, a waste of a perfectly good Tom Hardy. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Now, I do have a uh, a fan review. This is from This Is Morak. She says, I by no means think that Venom is a masterpiece. I did have a great time at the cinema. It was funny sometimes and had some scary slash horror in it as well. I also thought of the fight choreography and the animations of Venom were cool. I think it has entertainment value even though I'm no movie expert and even though the characters were kind of flat. I'd give it a solid 5 out of 10. I do think Phantom Menace and Incredible Hulk are worse. I had a great time. Hope this isn't too long. Um... I don't know if she liked it or not. That's the way I feel about a lot of these Rotten Tomatoes positive reviews. Like, did you Where actually like, like the movie or did you just not hate it? Right, right. Like five out of 10, that's a failing grade. Yeah, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but you can't you can't review a movie like that, though. I mean, you can. Right, but you, I mean, given it the high school scale isn't fair. And I agree, I mean, that's exactly what we do here on this show because we don't really review twos. Right. But, or what we would consider twos. But like, yeah, I mean, you, you need if you're going to use a 10 point scale, you might as well use the whole 10 point scale. Um, And so like, you can't, start a fail at six well that's right. what rotten tomatoes does but you i've know, seen a, whatever do whatever you want <laughs> right i i have seen a lot of responses to we, we were pretty publicly negative about this movie as soon as we were done watching it. um you know because i was really curious i i wanted to know if the fans are right or if the fans were just mad at the critics and they were definitely just mad at the critics right yeah like there's there's no way 88 percent of people think this movie's good which is the audience score. Yeah, there's no there's no possible way. Um, with an average rating of a 4.3 out of 5 or an 8.6 out of 10. Like, there's there's just literally no way that people who actually saw this movie believe that. Um, now, that being said, I've also seen a lot of replies to what I've said about the film talking about the CG 
and how they thought that it was excellent. This was like a huge sticking point for me watching it is that anytime the symbiote or symbiote or whatever the proper pronunciation is that gets the internet not mad at me, which is weird that there is a proper pronunciation, you all are, you all are aware that it was in a comic that it was written. There isn't like a, a right way to pronounce it. It's a made up word. Anyway, um, anytime it was on screen, whether on Venom or on Riot or in the little test tubes going from person to person, I thought it looked absolutely terrible. Really? Yeah, I, no, I, I thought it. I did not. Um, I didn't think Venom looked good. I didn't think Riot looked good. I didn't think they, the the monsters particularly good. I did the last kind of see, uh, First of all, we're just gonna go ahead and spoil the out of this movie. There's yeah, nothing we can talk about without spoiling it. Well, I um, also like if you haven't seen it, I do not encourage you to go see it. Right, it's a zero. Like, please don't see it. Stop don't giving give them, money. them more yeah, money. Yeah, stop giving them money. Also, so sy- symbiosis is a word. Yes, I know that. Okay, but there's no there's no right way to s- pronounce symbiote. Because symbiosis is a word and symbiotic is a word. And those are right. both pronounced differently from the same root. So you're fine on that. Right. I just, oh, I know. Make it- I just know that there was... When the, when the first trailer came out, they had to re-record some of the audio for the film because there was such fan backlash over the way they pronounced the word. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like the kind of thing that would get it rated an 88% with fans. That sounds like this kind of movie. Yeah. Because here's 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 who I really think is rating it that 88%. It's people who went to see it and then were like, I need to defend this movie because everybody's being mean to it. All the other fans were just like, this is bad. I'm not even going to bother reviewing this. Like, this is yeah. a waste of my time. Uh, here's, here's what's interesting to me. A lot of films don't get 250 professional critic reviews. That's a lot of professional critics. Like, there's not a ton of those people out there. You and I have been doing this for a long time. We're not professional critics right right like there it takes some serious criteria to get to that point um 173 of them gave it rotten scores and of the fresh ones that i've read they're very lukewarm now on the flip side of that there are 28,000 audience scores have you ever audience scored a movie on rotten tomatoes no here's what i think happened i think the critics came out and said it's 31 percent, and then the moment it was in theaters without even seeing it because i can do it right now and give it a one and log in with facebook and it'll log that score forever right i think people just logged in thousand is a lot yeah, that's a ton. I think. I'm going to give it half a star, not share on Facebook. So yeah, Venom's been out for two weeks. It has 28,000. Infinity War has 49,000 reviews. And Infinity War is awesome. Yeah, it's also been out for a while now. Six whole months. Right. Like, it's already on DVD. Blu-ray. Digital. Whatever. The whole it's it's out. Digital. You can get it in your home. So people did ask for a quick synopsis of the story. I want to I wanna run that down real quick. Well, let's, uh, let's we... do our, our other stuff first and then get in the movie. Okay. 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 Toothpaste and orange juice? Toothpaste and orange juice. You got one? I do. And... You, you might tell me I'm not allowed to say it. Do you want to go first in case that your thing is terrible? No, 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 no. I know what it is, and it's not, like, terrible. Um, I'll just... We'll, we'll just go through the process. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. drive throughs You can't say Venom. I can say Venom. Here's why, Ethan. Because it wasn't just Venom being bad that bothered me. It was that after I left Venom, I was in such a bad mood. Like, I felt like I wanted to go to the manager at the movie theater and demand my money back. I wanted to, like, just go home and, and like, sit angrily in a corner. I was so mad that I had to go watch this crappy movie. That's weird. I actually had the exact same thought because we got in an argument after this movie. Yeah. And I think and it's I the like, movie's fault. I agree. I definitely think it is because I was like, I'm so, like, this was painfully bad. So this was the first movie that Ty and I had gone to see together in a long time. Yeah. Like, at the theaters. Yeah. And it was just terrible. Like, it was a miserable experience. We kept, like, looking over at each other, like, what on earth? Venom's lines? What? Whatever. We'll get into that as we get back into the show. But it, like, it was a frustratingly bad experience. I felt defeated leaving the movie. I really did. I did, too. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you said drive-thrus. I said drive-thrus, man. Like... I can't remember. I think it's it's one of the what is it? What are the what are the Mel Gibson movies? Lethal Weapon, the one where we make the joke about going on three. Yeah, mm-hmm. where where Joe Pesci says in that movie, 
I don't go to the drive-thru because they always f in the drive-thru. And I don't think there's ever been a more true quote. I don't I, think any restaurant has ever gotten my order wrong. Really? I just hate the yeah. whole drive-thru experience. I really do. Like, I... I I get that it's, I get why I do it. It's convenient. And like, especially if it's like raining, I'm going to go in the store. But like today, so I left, I left the dentist office and I've just been, I've been listening to, uh, to Turtles All the Way Down and that has just made me want like a bad hamburger. Yeah. Don't you dare go to Applebee's though. The Applebee's closed. I know. We waged war and we won. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I went to Wendy's, right? Applebee's doesn't mm -hmm. have a drive-thru. I know. I don't know if you know this about Applebee's. They could. They definitely like, could because all they do is microwave stuff. But, um, so I went to Wendy's and just like, it's a nice Wendy's that we have there. It is. They just rebuilt it not that long ago and somehow the drive-thru thing is already broken. Wait a minute. Did they tell you this happened to me at this exact Wendy's last week? What did they tell this you? This is the fun fact. I've only eaten out that I've paid for once this entire month with the exception of food trucks at a festival, which I'm not going to give up food trucks at a festival. How dare you suggest that? Anyway, I went to this Wendy's last week. There was a huge line at the drive-thru. I see people getting their food. I pull up and the lady gets on the drive-thru thing and she's um, our registers are down on the drive-thru. Uh, you're going to have to come inside to order your food. During a freaking, like, monsoon, and I'm late for a job interview, I still went in and got my four for four. No regrets. I got a bacon, egg, and cheese plain because I was going in for a job interview, and I wanted to make sure nothing got on my suit. Right. Uh, and that was going to be the easiest way to, to cover that problem. But, uh, yeah, I was like, are you kidding? What do you, what do you mean the drive throughs down? I'm watching people drive through no, and no, get their food. So this is not the problem, right? So I, I rolled okay. up to the drive through and I could see on the little screen, just like the Windows blue screen of death, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to confirm my order manually. Anyway, I, Wendy's is an easy thing for me. I, I, you know, I order the same thing. If I'm not getting a four for four, I just get a number four combo, no mayonnaise. What's the number four? Baconator. Baconator. Is that the like small Baconator or the giant Baconator? It's a small one, right? Um, no. It's the regular. one, two, and three are Carl, and then four, five, and six are Baconator, right? Carl. Isn't that what you get at? No, Dave. Dave's doubles. Yeah. It's Dave's single, Dave's four, double, Dave's Four triple. is the Baconator, and five is the son of Baconator. Is it bigger or smaller? The son of Baconator is smaller. Interesting. It's like a Baconator that's the size of a of like a double stack instead of like a normal Wendy's burger. Gotcha. Anyway, so I just got the regular Baconator, right? Which is, it was simple. But like I roll up to this Wendy's and I just hear, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And I get back, and I was just like, I don't even know what to do. That's not English. It sounded like it was coming out of like a phone speaker that was a hundred feet away from me. Yeah, I was like, this is, this is Charlie Brown. Somebody's just talking to me through a trombone. Right. <laughs> and so I ordered, but I just ordered, right? Like, cause I didn't know what else to do. So I was like stuck in this line. So I just ordered. And finally, I guess it kind of starts working. Cause I hear 735. <laughs> and I was like, okay, uh, uh, sure. Is that the right price for a number four combo? I don't without know. Mayo? I have no idea. It's not turns out because what I got was like an Asiago chicken thing. That's number eight. Is it? Are you look at yeah. the Wendy's menu. <laughs> Asiago Ranch Chicken Club. Yeah. Yeah. I got, Sounds good. I got that. But yeah, but it wasn't what I wanted. I want, like, normally I'd be like, okay, whatever, fine. I want a burger. And so I went inside, right? And I was just like, hey, like, I ordered a Baconator and I didn't, I got an Asiago just chicken thing. I think I got somebody else's order. And she was like, you're in the red Mazda, right? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, no, you ordered an Asiago chicken thing. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> At no point does Asiago Ranch Chicken Sandwich sound like Baconate. Number four, no mayonnaise, is what I said.
That's what the numbers are for. That's the whole point. Right, yeah. Number four, no mayo. You get your baconator without mayo? You know mayo's a god's I get everything right? without mayonnaise. Mayonnaise oh. belongs nowhere near sandwiches, especially not hamburgers. This I is the disagree. reason, okay, this is the reason I hate Burger King, okay? This is what Burger King has done to me. You know what the problem with Burger King is that the Whopper doesn't have cheese on it. No, the problem with Burger King is that the Whopper doesn't have cheese and it does have mayonnaise. The Whopper doesn't have cheese. It's a burger, Ethan. Right. The monarch so comes, of burgers. It comes without cheese, but with mayonnaise. Tell me how that's okay in America. This is America. It's supposed to, everything I eat is supposed to make me gain 500 pounds, right? That means I want my Whopper with f***ing cheese on it. You probably want it with mayo then also. No, I don't want, you're missing the point. <laughs> if we're going to be America, let's go all in on it. You're talking about, you're talking about doubling down because, because, uh, KFC no, I do used not to want to double, double down. down. Jesus Christ. I had one. I thought I was going to die. I mean, it's just two pieces of fried chicken with some bacon and cheese. It's like six inches tall. I mean, sure, but. I couldn't even get my mouth around the thing. I thought you wanted to die. I don't want to die. Oh my God. I don't want to die. I'm making an example. It's a, called a hyperbole. Look it up. It's spelled like hyperbole. Like hypermole. Yeah, but with a B. Did you know that if you have moles, you multiply, but if you need moles, you divide? I did. That is all I remembered from chemistry class. I remember I'm gonna the say word that. stoichiometry. I remember the word stoichiometry. I remember that Tom Hudson and uh, Sarah Gordon were, we, they acted up a lot. Yeah, hold on. I remember Tom Hudson dressed as uh, Anchorman. Ron Burgundy. These are my keys, he, right? From yeah. like the keys I've had for a long time, right? And this mm -hmm. tiny little key uh, was given to me by Tom Hudson, who put it in my hand and said, that's the key to Dick Cheney's broken heart. Keep it safe. In chemistry you, class. You've had it all these years? I still have it, yeah. I also have my senior mailroom key. It's 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. That's stoichiometry. That's if you need moles divide. That's Avogadro's number. Sure. It is. Do moles like Avogadro's? Yes. A little guacamole? Yes, moles love avocados. There we go. And we're all we're all back to square one. Okay. Anyway, I hate the drive-through. That long story short, you know why the other reason is because we're supposed to be saving uh, just one more thing on drive-throughs, right? We're supposed to be saving turtles, right? We're supposed to be saving the sea turtles. No straws, right? Mm -hmm. you should never get a straw, right? Taco mm -hmm. Bell is out here giving you straws when you don't even get a drink. <laughs> I mean, that happens. I've ordered plenty of times at Taco Bell and not even gotten a drink, and there's like three straws in the bag. I'm like, this is why the sea turtles die. It's Taco Bell's fault. I think it's because instead of straws, we're selling like steel straws and wrapping them in plastic anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta you gotta buy the steel straws like on the internet, and they come in like a box with like packing right. peanuts. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. How is this better? Anyway, let's talk about this movie. I don't know if you can call it that. I don't know if we saw the whole movie, Ethan. Because let me let me give you some stats. How could we have possibly stayed any longer? Well, I'm, I was wrong. Emily was talking to me. She said, you texted me before two hours and 20 minutes were up. And I was like, that's because the movie's not two hours and 20 minutes long. And whatever statistics she had, she was firm on. But apparently, correctly, it was 112 minutes. There's no narrative, really. So it's about this character, Oh, yeah, we need Eddie to run Brock. down the, the story. There isn't one. Yeah, so it's about this character, Eddie Brock. When we meet him, he runs like a like a no network, but also on a network news story. I don't know. It seemed very disconnected from what would pass as like a, a news channel I these days. I still don't see how you don't see this. No, I get it. He runs like a, he runs like Nightline, but it's the Brock Report. Right. Right. But I mean, like, I just felt like if you're going to make him like young and relatable and cool and stuff, I would have put him on YouTube. It's just, it's just how I would have done it. He can't get fired from YouTube though. No, but I mean, you know, a manager. Right. But he can't get, or he, he could like, he could pose with a corpse or something. Right. But if he he's on YouTube, first of all, he's not going to get an interview with Carlton Drake. Second of all, he's not going to get fired because he gets an interview with Carlton Drake. I also don't really get why he gets fired. So 
he has like a network, I don't know, Sony News Network job where he is like this amazing investigative reporter. Apparently, he's like taken down a bunch of big, big wigs. They allude to that, but they don't show any evidence of that ever actually happening because the only interview we ever see him actually get, he like uses information from a source that obviously he couldn't use. Well, there's that uh, whole disorienting montage where it like... Oh my God. That was so hard to watch. I, I got a headache when that started. Yeah, there's all a bunch of Tom Hardys talking over each other, and like it's all like side scrolling by, but also like flipping over on top of each other. I mean, it looked like it was made in iMovie. Yeah, pretty much, like badly in iMovie. Yeah. Do you remember Hulk 2003? Vaguely. 2002. That movie was shot in this way, and it, it's supposed to look like a comic book, is what they're going for. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It was extremely disorienting. Um, yeah, no, it was extremely, extremely disorienting. It was very hard to watch. It was not good. Uh, and then, so he, he does this thing where he gets an interview with this Elon Musk type character, Carlton Drake, um, or Carlson, Carlton, Carlton, Carlton. And he goes in and it's supposed to be like a puff piece about like, you know, just amping this dude's image. And then he gives back to the network or whatever. And instead he goes in there, his girlfriend or his fiance is a, is a lawyer, an attorney, and she's defending Carlton Drake. And he goes through her computer and he finds evidence that he's like doing tests that are killing people like experimenting on humans and it's not working so he goes in and instead of doing this puff piece he's like confronting him on camera about you know how he's killing people and then that causes him to lose his job and become this like defunct nobody reporter and then like everything in his life falls apart because he stole his girlfriend's case and then nothing really happens after that do you want to pick it up from there i don't really know how it just kind of falls apart after that right it's it's kind of like transformers but a lot worse yeah like then somehow he gets venom on him like all the while this is happening they're going over the narrative of how the symbiotes work right and you're seeing carlton drake's perspective where he's testing these aliens that came from out of space that need to like bond with people right and he's testing them on like homeless people and that bothers eddie and eddie sees eddie goes and visits not visits he breaks in with uh freaking mona lisa saperstein from uh parks and rec they break into <laughs> they break into the the drake laboratory and eddie sees this this homeless person that he knows and you know he busts down the door and then she attacks him because she's you know very clearly infected right, clear, very clearly infected with the symbiote that's dying um because she's not a perfect match and it turns out eddie is a perfect match and he was like chosen i guess that's what they said um anyway the symbiote goes into him and then everything bad happens to him and he ends up fighting another symbiote because why wouldn't there be a second one and it's really just as soon as venom comes into the picture the whole thing's just a mess it is such a mess i will say there was was a redeeming scene in the movie ethan which one uh there was one scene where i was actually like having fun and enjoying it and it was the uh the car chase right before we get full venom where he's on the bike right where venom's driving the bike and yeah yeah that was a good scene well shot that, chase that scene. was the only redeeming thing and all the cars are like what were they they were lincoln's something nice they were really really nice chase cars <laughs> Yeah. And they just destroyed a ton of them. And then we get full Venom and he starts saying, like, anytime Venom talked in the whole movie, his lines sounded like they were written by, like, a 10-year-old. Yeah. Like, he calls Eddie a pussy. Yeah. And he's like, we'd be a turd in the wind. Yeah. And it's real dumb. Also, it was overmixed. What do you mean? 
like Venom was way too loud. Yeah. And I get what oh, they yeah. were going for. The like, oh, it's supposed to sound like Venom's your head too. Really, I was just like, this voiceover is really loud. Yeah, it was not good. It doesn't have a plot, man. It's just. And also, Riz Ahmed, who plays Carlton Drake, not a compelling villain. Like his reason, like he's just strictly evil. There is no world where you would agree with this guy's motives. Right. Like he's just testing this. He wants to. He's afraid that the world is going to end. That we're gonna we're gonna run out of resources Earth. in the world, and we're gonna need to 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 take habitat somewhere else. And he sees the symbiotes as a way to do that. And so he's just like, well, it's got to work on humans. We got to figure out how to make it work on humans. But almost immediately, Riot is like, oh, and like, well, he doesn't immediately get Riot in his head. And then once Riot's in his head, he just gives into it. Did you like, so something that happens more than once in the movie that I thought was downright stupid i was like listen you can do this like seven or eight movies down the line if this is a real good thing but i didn't like when the symbiotes would like detach themselves as like a tail and look at them and they would have like a conversation yeah i was like what on earth is this you've got that cool shot of half tom hardy half venom face which is opposite of the shot that appears on the movie poster or one of the movie posters you're right you're absolutely right which is a weird thing to do but anyway yeah at the end when when Tom Hardy, you know, peels half the face off and it's half him and half Venom and he's just like, we are Venom. That was cool, but yeah, I didn't like the tail things. It was kind of weird. I didn't like, Tom Hardy's whole character is like worse than T'Challa in any of his roles. Like, he just seemed drunk and sweaty the whole time. Yeah. Even before he was Venom. Right, he seemed like he was just drunk and, and being weird the whole time. Right. And, like, I never got the vibe that he was actually a successful investigative reporter. Like, he's sitting there asking questions and writing down on, like, a tiny notepad. He doesn't look he doesn't look like a reporter. No, he seems like he's going through drug withdrawal the entire time. Yeah. And maybe that's what he was supposed to look like after he got infected with Venom. But, like, even after he, like, comes to terms with that, up until, like, the very last scene in the movie, he just looks like crap. Right. And his also, whole... Venom seems extremely defeatable. Yeah, fire and noise. They gave us exposition. Like, they would be like, oh, he's allergic to fire fire and noise and then later they would be like just a reminder i don't know if you forgot noise hurts venom yeah it hurts all they would they would expose well the the whole thing is they they did the exposition for this for the symbiotes well and then they redid it again poorly two minutes later oh and and they're like it has to be a perfect match if it's not a perfect match it won't work except Venom can just also be matched with the girl and And yeah, Riot and Carlton Drake just matched. happens to be a match for Riot. But everybody else can also be a match with Riot because he just travels from person to person throughout the movie. Also, why are they called Venom and Riot? How do they know English? I don't know. Tom Hardy didn't sound like he spoke English in this movie. <laughs> that accent was terrible. Is he not American? Tom Hardy's not American, no. Man, he could not do it. No. He's done it before. But not here. No, not here. He's just like, I'm Eddie Brock. You know, I'm from New Jersey. Like, uh, we're all good, man. It's like we're living in San Francisco and uh, Eddie Brock. Oh, and the fact that Eddie Brock lives in the full house houses. Yeah. I was like, what is this? He's Eddie Brock, man. I don't know what it's Eddie Brock. Yeah, well, if you're a reporter, you have a neutral Midwestern voice. Not if you're on the Brock Report. The Brock Report. I'm Eddie Brock. I, oh, my gosh. It was so bad. Like, I, ugh, nothing about it was awesome. It was yeah. also awesome. I, I don't like this when I get why they do it in low-budget movies. It's because it's easier to see and there's less work to do. But, like, this is the same problem that Incredible Hulk has, is that all of the action scenes are in the dark. The whole movie was and in I the get, dark. Yeah. And I get why they do it. It's so that, like, you don't need to animate it 
illuminated as well because it's not lit as well and our eyes are just trained to when we see things on camera that are dark they just forgive more but it's just so bad right which is what's so great about the mcu is that all the big huge fights happen in broad daylight in the middle of new york yeah or in the middle of wakanda right yeah it was it was all in dark but i guess it's it's a villain movie it's not a superhero movie venom's motivations don't make any sense at all villain venom flip-flops the whole time yeah he's like oh i'm i'm venom we must get on spaceship and go to venom land venom land and then venom's like i've decided that i like you you are pure of heart like what let me talk to you eddie in my planet i'm kind of a loser like you (laughs) eddie doesn't seem like a loser i feel like eddie having one bad story wouldn't make him a loser i feel like it's not even a big enough deal for the like the fact (sighs) that the, the freaking symbiote is sitting there arguing with him about like, oh, well, you're a loser and I'm a loser. So we can't go back to my planet. Right. We got to stay here on your planet. Do you think it's okay for studios to make movies that are this bad? No. You know this about me. I do know this about you. But like, I think that Sony should be banned from making another movie for an entire year. Because they put this out? Yeah. I firmly believe that we, as Americans especially, need to have a come to Jesus moment about what movies we're gonna make i don't think it's gonna happen Ethan. it's driving me nuts man stuff like this is gonna keep happening i mean not this this is exceptional no, stuff bad. like this is gonna keep happening i mean this was like wh- so there's some comparisons to other films i want to talk about is this better or worse than the incredible hulk 2008 it's worse i agree it's the same movie but not as good less well told less developed yeah no it is the exact same movie it's like even down to the parallels in the narrative where it's like oh there's edward norton and blonsky and they're both the hulk right you got hulk <laughs> and big scary gray hulk right and this one not gray hulk and this one yeah well yeah but he's gray right he's not gray hulk but he is gray gray hulk is in it but we're never gonna see mr blue again yeah um and this one is just well there's venom and then there's big scary gray venom yeah i didn't like i i also felt like if you're gonna do the the symbiote fights another symbiote for the first outing don't pick two that can be black what do you mean i felt like like they were different looking enough that it, it wasn't too much of a problem but i would have gone with like venom is black and he fights carnage in the first one who is very clearly red they intentionally saved carnage for the sequel yeah because now they get to make it that pisses me off so much yeah because they were like well this didn't go well yeah God. well let's tease woody freaking harrelson riot riot was gray <laughs> whatever gray is not different enough from black for me to be able to tell that it's a different character i still feel like venom looks blue so the way that venom is shot and this actually was a cool thing that they did uh is and you can see it if you look up like google image i'm gonna look it up course before i just do this uh, but the way that venom was drawn originally was such that i think he was hit from blue light from one side and red light from another like always when he was animated and drawn gotcha so if you watch the movie like uh this clip right here where he's got the tongue out there's blue light hitting him on the left and red light hitting him on the right which gives him this sort of like unclear color thing yeah but he's black i mean i could see that but i was just constantly struck by how navy blue he looked and i guess that's part of that is 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 from the comics of like how do you draw how do you draw highlights on black right and like you can clearly see why isn't skype opening come on skype trying to send you a picture you can clearly see in a picture like this like the highlights are blue like bright blue yeah yeah they are and that's what sticks in my head i can i can get that I felt I, we did receive a question on uh, on Instagram when we when we talked about this, asking if this movie would have been better if Spider Man was in it. I don't know like where that would have worked. Like, I get that like Venom and Spider Man go together because of Spider Man three and because of like their comic history, and Venom was introduced in the Spider Man comic. But like the Spider Man movies are fine without the Fantastic Four in them, and Spider Man was made famous because of his like feud with the Human Torch. Right. Like I don't see any need whatsoever for Spider Man well, to be in this. He will be. Well, not Tom Holland. No. 
But again, this is why I don't like the Spider-Verse thing. Well, they don't have right. They can't make Spider-Man movies. No, so they shouldn't. Right. They shouldn't like, be making Spider-Verse. Like the animated film? Yeah. Why not? Because they don't have rights. They don't have, they can't make Spider-Man movies. And I like think, this happens. Yeah, this is bad. This, this is, is part of Spider-Verse. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Well, it had that that the teaser at the end. Oh, I don't think that those it, are part. It of It was. Other, it is though. I read several different things saying that last night. That Tom Hardy's Venom is part it's of part Into of the Spider Verse. The Spider Verse, yeah. That would be bad. That it's like that's the the universe that he exists in. Well, the idea with the Spider Verse is that all universes exist. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if even. Well, I don't think he will because Kevin Feige wouldn't allow it. But I wouldn't have been surprised if Tom Holland made a cameo in it. All, I think all it's doing is creating problems. Marvel stud tens, but yeah, I don't think Marvel yeah. Studios needs help from. a box like this no this is bad was this better than uh fantastic four with miles teller oh god F- fan four stick yeah um i'll be honest ethan i don't remember it is better is it it can't be it is i don't I know i want to ask you to watch it again i fell asleep fantastic four with miles with miles teller yeah and michael b jordan Th- this isn't as good as uh fantastic four 2005 with jessica alba and chris evans no what's well, not better but... than daredevil it's not better than Electra. it's not better than any of the old marvel movies fantastic four with michael b jordan got a nine percent it's terrible i mean they're both terrible this is this is like justice league is almost as bad i think justice league was better than this barely i mean the way that like superman just shows up and beats the crap out of steppenwolf and that's like the end of the movie is like i don't know why all the rest of these characters were even yeah here, i would i would but... rank justice league i would also rank justice league below phantom menace it was bad there's no doubt about that like all the conflict hmm. like that's what this felt like was it this felt like a bad dceu movie this is exactly what this felt like it was like where's batfleck where's no batman vs superman was better than this where's ezra miller i don't i don't hate batman vs superman as much as most people did batman vs superman wasn't that bad um it had suicide problems. squad suicide squad was better than this yeah it was a lot better than this suicide squad also wasn't that bad cara delavine it wasn't great but it wasn't bad i mean it was bad but it, it wasn't was worse like... than phantom menace it's it's in that like bottom of the barrel discussion suicide squad Squad had had better storytelling than phantom menace but yeah but it was not i don't think it was better i mean it doesn't have any jedi in it no it does have margot robbie yes but i mean like the big short is like up there in the other end of the conversation (laughs) i'm saying margot robbie is a plus yeah well like michael b jordan is that a winner or a loser when I saw, I hated Michael B. Jordan for a long time after Fantastic Four, after Fan Four Stick. Did you hate him in Chronicle? Did you hate him in Fruitvale Station? I have not seen Fruitvale Station, and I have not seen Chronicle in a long time, but I don't think I realized that was him until right now. I didn't either, but I love Chronicle. I have not seen Fruitvale Station. I've been told it's really good. It's Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. It can't be that bad. No, those two work well together. Right, but I, like, I, until, I think the first Michael B. Jordan movie I saw after Fantastic Four was, um, Black, Black Panther. Panther, yeah. Because I waited until after I saw Black Panther to see Creed. Was Creed good? I haven't seen it. Creed was really good. Creed it looks was... Like. Creed, I really hesitate to say that Creed was better than Rocky just because Rocky is actually that good. But like... Rocky's also Rocky. But like Creed is... Creed was the best Rocky movie with the possible exception of the first one. See, now that's a movie, PG-13, that fans weren't like, I don't know why it's not rated R. It'd be so much better if it was rated R. That's what a lot of people said about Venom. Wouldn't R rating have improved this movie? No. No, because they would have no. done it wrong. Deadpool 2. That had an R rating. Is Deadpool 2 better than Venom? Deadpool 2 is better than Venom. Yeah, I think by a long shot. If you let the guy who wrote Deadpool 2 write the script for this, it would have been better. And given who it the R Deadpool rating. Too. I don't know, but like the dialogue would have been improved. Yeah, the dialogue here If was, you let Venom was... be more like Deadpool and just be be like adult but vulgar. Instead of written by like a 10-year-old. Right, because that's my thing is if you're gonna if you're gonna like if you're gonna go and have the the character like because there is a lot of comparison to write between Venom and Deadpool because they're both just 
Right. That like I I the 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 like thirteen year old version of swearing is so cringy to me in this movie. I would agree. When he says I stuff like, "Oh, you're like a turd in the wind." Like if you let it, if you let that, it have like, the R rating, that line doesn't exist. Right. There's also like a lot of people talk about the like eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time comes from like directly from the comics and they're like that's so cool i can't believe they took that line directly from the comics and i agree with you that is cool that they took a line literally directly from the comics and it's kind of like an out there line but it's a dumb line yeah like like it was bad in the comics it's bad here yeah pancreas is an uncomfortable word to talk about with food also like biting people's heads off is like that wasn't funny to me i wasn't like Oh, ha, 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 you, you decapitate people. That's hilarious. It was like, you are just glossing over the fact that you just murdered a few people. I did. The one time I almost laughed at it was when he was like, let's bite their heads off and pile their bodies in the, the corner. And Eddie was like, why would we do that? And Venom was like, pile of heads, pile of bodies. <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> also, how does that work? When, you, when, when Eddie, when Venom bites somebody's head off, where does it go? I think it's fuel in the tank. I think Venom just kind of like absorbs it. it it does not go into eddie's stomach i don't know man i don't know they seemed also that swat team seemed to figure out venom's weakness pretty quick where they were like oh the flashbang grenades work and then what frustrated me was that like the flashbang grenades were working and then they were like no we're just not gonna keep doing that yeah also how did venom survive at the end he was like fire is my weakness i get killed by fire yeah i have no he was idea burned alive and he's still and in then, eddie's head yeah i have no idea I really don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I was asking that the whole time. I also was not even a little bit concerned that Venom died. I was like, yeah, okay. We'll wrap this story up real quick. Eddie Brock has a weird few days. I had forgotten that um, that there were sequels like planned and like done, essentially. Um, and so I was like, oh man, is this? are we really going to get out of here without like a sequel? Without like a, a hint at a sequel? Like Venom's just dead. It's over. I thought that for a brief second and I was excited. I knew. I knew that Carnage was a thing. I, I had seen those spoilers. I had not. I still maintain the first trailer for this movie looked good because Venom wasn't in it at all. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at this uh, this article where I got the picture of Venom. It's titled, New Venom Trailer Has Venom in It. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, the first one didn't have Venom in it at all. And I was like, this is cool. It's just about Eddie being a psychopath. And then they animated Venom. I have heard that scream of the guy when he gets licked by Venom so many times from the trailer yeah i hate it yeah me too it's awful eddie brock's afraid of heights what's that i don't know it never got like never got played out what a weird bad movie i don't want to just say it's bad because it's bad have we given like legitimate reasons why it's not good yeah we can okay i just want i don't just want to make sure also new mutants is happening oh that's a movie it got delayed for over a year it's now set to release August 2019. After they played trailers for months. There was trailers? For months. Yeah, you've seen the trailers. Right. It's got the, the, the wall by Pink Floyd in it. I don't think I've seen this trailer. And the guy, like, puts his hand on the inside of the, the washing machine and it explodes. It's like a horror movie. Oh, man. People talking about this movie having horror elements. They're lying. This movie's not scary it at all. Better. Yeah, there if was, it was no a horror not... movie. And that's what I thought it was going to be from the first trailer. I thought we were going to get like a Marvel horror movie. It was not. There were no horror not. elements at no, all. No, it was not scary at all. I think you summed it up perfectly when right at the beginning and the movie started and that kid next to us clapped and you looked over and said, I think that kid and I are going to have different opinions about this movie. <laughs> I did I did go into it with low expectations. I like I expected it to be bad. And I didn't want to I didn't want to soil my negative review by saying that like it was awful beforehand or like Here's a comparison that I truly believe in. I think Topher Grace's Venom was better than this Venom. Yeah, but like, 
I'm not willing to forgive Topher Grace's Venom because no, neither. I don't. I, that doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't right. mean it's good. Like Spider Man Three getting a Spider Man Three does not deserve the Rotten Tomato score it has either. Do you think it's worse? Yes. I would. I would need to revisit the whole Raimi series, and I'm excited to do that when we do that on Bacon and Eggs this February. Spider Man Three has a 63% Rotten Tomato score. You go, Sam Raimi. It's a 40% movie at best. Granted, I'm this is a this it. is a six. This is bad. If Fantastic Four is a nine, this is a six. No, Fantastic Four was worse than this. Yeah, but it was more fun. It wasn't. It was. No, re- I'm gonna make you revisit it. I'm not gonna revisit it. You never, you never did your punishment of Hoodie Allen. So I'm still gonna now do you it. Have to watch. Nope, I'm not doing Fantastic. it. I'm not doing it. I'm not watching Fantastic. Just having an opportunity. <laughs> um, I've got some listener questions about Venom. I posted this on on okay, Instagram. Well, let's let's talk yesterday. about some some venom. Um, this one is just a factual question. Should I be worried about venomous animals or poisonous animals? Ah. Uh, it's poison if poisonous if it bites you. It's venomous if you bite it. Right? No. No. Backwards. Other it's poisonous around. if you bite it. It's venomous if it bites you. Okay. So let's talk about this. Um. Don't eat animals that you don't know what they are. Don't eat living animals. Yeah, that too. But like, what? don't eat animals if you don't know what they are. Okay. If it's if it's like a frog, like there are very poisonous frogs, right? Mm-hmm. But if you eat the frog, you die. Don't eat frog. Like simple. Pretty easy to avoid that. On the topic of venomous animals, that's a big problem. We live in an area where um like rattlesnakes. Copperhead snakes. No, not copperheads. If you I mean, if you get bit by a copperhead, like, go to the hospital, but you're probably not going to die. I think you are. A copperhead? No. Yeah. No. Hang on. Copperhead bites are rarely the cause of snake bite fatalities. Fatalities. When injected, the venom will cause severe damage to the local tissue but can pave and can pave the road for serious secondary infection. Copperhead venom can be fatal, but often the snake injects very little of its poison when it bites a human. So, like, don't actively try to get bitten by a copperhead. And if you do, like, go to the doctor. Like, go to the emergency room. They'll, they'll fix it. But, like, we live in an area, especially those of you that live near us, um, we live in an area that has lots of rattlesnakes. People don't know this. They think about the desert when they think about rattlesnakes. But I remember specifically watching an episode of, of Crocodile Hunter, right? Steve Irwin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got a rattlesnake in his hand. He's like, this is a rattlesnake. It's one of the most deadly snakes in the whole world. I'm going to take you now to a place where there are more rattlesnakes than anywhere. And it put up like a map of where Steve Irwin was going. And it was pretty much like my backyard on the map. It's weird. I used to live in your backyard. It was like basically. the Virginia area of the Blue Ridge Parkway, right here where we live. Siren was like, there's more rattlesnakes in this area than anywhere else in the world. I was like, that's terrifying. Your, your Australian accent sort of fell apart there. <laughs> I don't know how to do Australian. It's hard. It is hard. That was Boston. It might have been. I just watched The Departed. That was Boston. Uh, He's a good yeah, cop. A bunch of... He comes from a family of good cops. <laughs> um, here's a good question, though. Do you think Tom Hardy was too much of a nice guy for the role? Maybe... I've got the wrong impression here. I don't think of Tom Hardy as a nice guy. I think Tom Hardy think forgot he, to act. I think he forgot to play character. Yeah. yeah. I think Tom Hardy I was think, just like, I'm concerned about Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy might be like on something. He definitely he just didn't play the part at all. It just seemed like, yeah, like this is the moment in the actor's career where, you know, the Wikipedia article switches from, from career history to like sudden decline. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to move into that next section that's like like disappearance from acting and alcoholism right like like it, uh, fury road i actually haven't seen but i understand was rad mad max fury road yeah that was an excellent movie yeah so i believe he's got the chops dark knight rises was rad i love tom you hardy know, i i understand he plays rather crazy people in those films I've seen Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Tom Hardy's crazy. I think that Tom Hardy just didn't do a very good job with this movie. But, like, 
he was rad in Inception. He was rad in The Dark Knight Rises. Fury Road was awesome. Um, Bronson is a weird movie, but he did a good job with that. He's a good actor. He's just not in this movie. I don't think he was too much of a nice guy. I think that this was a bad part for him. Yeah, I agree. Who would? Is there anybody? I mean, nobody could have saved this script. But is there anybody that comes to mind that could have done this better? Early two thousands, Jim Carrey. Yeah, like if if instead of being turned into God, Bruce Almighty was about being turned into Venom. It's just the mask. It's just I know, but the reporter in Bruce Almighty. Yeah, but this and is li- that's the way the cookie crumbles. This is I'm Eddie Brock. This is literally just the mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Modern actors. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure who could have done it. Nobody could have saved the script. Is the thing. No, or the direction, or any of it. Any of it. Yeah. It's not Tom. I don't. It, it's not entirely Tom Hardy's fault. I don't. But usually, like you can tell that like it's an actor doing the best they can with a bad script. But he was not doing. And the that best is just script. not the case here. It's like I think here's what it felt like to me is that he made this character for the Revenant. Right. And then was just like, he got into this movie and was just like, I remember how to do that character. I'm just going to do the same thing. Was he in there, Revenant? Yeah. He was like the, the villain. He was the bear? <laughs> no. He was the bad guy. Oh. But he like, he's got the same stupid accent going on. Oh, the accent's so bad. But he pulls it off in The Revenant, but I, I feel like he was just, they called him in last minute like, hey, Tom, can you can you shoot this movie? And he was like, yeah, I got a character already. We're good. We're good to go. I don't know. What do you think? Is there an actor that comes to mind? I don't know. It's it's tough with these, with these superhero type roles. I think Tom Hardy, honestly, I hope that DC or Marvel Stud 10s picks him up and puts him in a better role. Same with Woody Harrelson. Um, I think Woody Harrelson has a shot at doing just fine as Carnage. And I really, yeah, I but, think that if that movie comes out and turns out to be terrible, I don't think, I think that you will be able to look at it as Woody Harrelson doing the best he can with a good with a bad script. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you rather have him as like J. Jonah Jameson or something? Yeah. Well, you can't, D- DC can't pick up Tom Hardy, especially not for a villain. Why? Because oh, he, he was Bane. Bane. Yeah. He, he, I think he's going to bounce around the superhero scene a little bit. Um, Who would you want him to play on the Marvel side of things? Tom Hardy? Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of villains that haven't been cast. I don't know. He's He could be like Moon Knight or something like that. Who? Or not villains, uh, heroes. Heck, he could just... Oh, I think you could make him a villain. Um, I don't think that'd be a problem. Let me let me pull up some. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Tom Hardy as the new Wolverine. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen, that's a I've good. seen moves for him as Wolverine. I've also seen moves for Dan Radcliffe as Wolverine, which I would be all about. Weird flex, but okay. Um, well, he's short. Is Wolverine short. Yeah. Okay. That's like a thing. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of characters I think he could he could do. Let me see. I think uh he wouldn't you could you could have Tom Hardy in sort of an interesting take on uh Green Goblin. I could see that. You know, put him in a different Spider Man villain role. I could see that for sure. Do we have a green he do we have an, a green goblin at all in Homecoming? Mm-mm. There's no no, no the Osborns whole, at all. Yeah, the Osborns are completely taken out of it. Um it's the Sinister Six is is uh Tom Holland's villain. There's not gonna be any Osborns ever? Well I don't I don't know, but that's who are currently the villains is the same ones as the video game. Gotcha. Hmm. Norman Osborn's not a bad, not a bad call there. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we'll see. There's clearly going to be more, more of these damn Venom movies. Poor oh, us. God. Poor us. I'm not talking about it. You know, I'm, I, wait, here's what I hope is that if Sony's going to do it, you know, when, when Marvel started out, Marvel Studios, they they weren't making great movies out of the gate. I mean, Iron Man was rad, very good. But then they made Incredible Hulk, and then they made Iron Man 2. You know, you got to remember these details. That it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows, Infinity Gauntlets. Right. For, uh, for Marvel Studios. But, like, Iron Man 2 is so much better than this. Yeah, I like, agree. Ivan, but Robert like, Downey Jr. Mickey Rourke playing, playing Mickey Rourke playing Ivan Vanko, way better than this. I agree. This is so bad. Like, I would rather listen to Ivan Vanko say, I want the my bird. Like my, oh, I would rather listen to, uh, oh, God, what's his name? 
Justin Hammer. <laughs> Sam Rockwell? I would rather listen to Sam Rockwell do anything. I am excited for Sam Rockwell playing George Bush. I think that's genius. Also, that's gonna that's the Academy Award right there for makeup. Just from the oh, previews. That, that showed me that, that Christian Bale could be in this room right now. And I wouldn't know. Right? <laughs> Christian Bale portrays bed. Yeah, I was going to say, if Christian Bale was like, I've been your couch for the last six months, I'd be like, okay. Awesome. And I get it. Like, well that's his done. whole thing is that he gains weight and put and loses weight to put, play parts and stuff. That's been his whole thing, like, always. And he, yeah, he like, he, like, does it. Yeah, he lost, like, 65 pounds to play The Machinist and then turned around and gained 100 back to play Batman in the same year. Which is awesome. And that's his whole thing. And that, like, and that people still get mad at him for that one time he yelled at a light guy. But, yeah, that's think, that's uh, going to be the... Tom Hardy would make an interesting sin man also i don't think sandman would make an interesting story i thought sandman was super interesting we'll see i'm just looking at a bunch of villains here he could be dr doom for all i care i just want to watch Fury road now Um, such a good movie he'd be the proper mandarin probably probably people probably have a problem with that bullseye man if they Mm -hmm. brought tom hardy back as the actual mandarin i would make so many memes why about just another cheap american knockoff I think they could bring Ben Kingsley back as the actual Mandarin and be like, he had a twin. Whatever. <laughs> Screw it. Moving on. <laughs> he was in charge the whole time. Right. Yeah. He was the one controlling I'd be like, oh, man, that makes so much more sense. That makes so much. Iron Man 3 actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> ben Kingsley. I mean, Ben Kingsley is an amazing actor. Like, let's not overlook that here. This is the guy that, that did Gandhi. Yeah. I mean, even in Spider-Man 3, or not in Spider-Man, Iron Man 3, like, that's a bad movie. But he, his character, while not very faithful to the comics and sort of a weird turn he does it extremely well right you know like his his little terrorist promo videos are well shot and his acting as an actor is well done as well did you know that ben kingsley starred in a movie not starred in but was in a movie called war machine no is it about uh it is not about war machine it is a it is just a regular war movie that i know nothing about it's got brad pitt okay, in it. i figured it out okay tom hardy could be and I'm sticking to this one. If you're going to recast anybody into any role, Tom Hardy can be Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, the human torch? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Well, I know what I want now. Right? Doesn't that make more sense? Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be excellent. Really? Ghost Rider's already cast in the MCU is the problem. But he is? Yeah, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Whatever. Um. But yeah, wouldn't that it make the been, most sense? It could have been so good. Ghost Rider could have been so good. And this is the one situation where I'm like, okay, maybe Nicolas Cage wasn't the best choice. I like the original Ghost Rider. I'm sure if I revisit it, I won't. I saw it recently. It was not good. My memory of it is positive. But I, I, I also really like Nicolas Cage. But like, yeah. he didn't sell the part at all. Even Mendez is in that movie. Young me thought Eva Mendez was Megan Fox, basically. That's weird because it came out the same year as Transformers. Did it? Yeah. On IMDb, <laughs> do you keep that. getting do you keep getting this ad for Sorry for Your Loss? No. Because I do. I, and it's just a uh, giant picture of uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Well, Elizabeth Olsen is wonderful. Um, I would watch movies just because she's in them. But I only get an ad for The Rookie with Nathan Fillion, which premieres tonight. But it's just this picture over and over again of her looking sad. I'm trying to send it to you. Is it the cover art? Yeah, of her looking sad. Yeah. But just as like like a half face on the side of the screen. Do you, what are your thoughts on Elizabeth Olsen? I like her. Um, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about Scarlet Witch, but I think she really does a good job. They were my least favorite part of Infinity War. Her and Vision? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I got... Genuinely emotional. Speaking of Infinity War, I actually saw a pretty good, I don't know if it's a theory, maybe it's a theory, that uh, Loki, not Loki, Odin, pre-Hela disappearance, the reason he had a gauntlet, the reason he banished Hela was because he was on the path to collecting the Infinity Stones. And it makes sense, because he has three of them. Right, he's got the Tesseract, he's got Loki's Scepter, and he's got um, the Aether. Those are all Odin things. Right. And he's got the glove. 
Yes. And uh, and he's the all-father, right? So he can shape reality. And it talks about how nobody in... like the, the, They get their powers from... what? Which one? Not the Tesseract. Loki Scepter. The Mind Stone. The Mind Stone gives powers because it gives uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver their powers and it gives um vision his powers so it's got the, the the power to grant powers right and that's where loki's powers come from thor's powers come from and odin's powers come from is the is the mind stone um and that he was on his way to collecting them when he realized that hella would just use them to destroy everything so he imprisons her and puts them in the vault and protects them with the destroyer that's a very interesting and theory. that's some phase one jank for you that's a very interesting theory odin's an interesting character in the mcu yeah i don't think we give him enough credit well he's dead well yeah, but he wasn't always dead. And there was that whole cop-out thing with Odin's sleep. I mean, you know, he's not a cheap actor. <laughs> who, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins? Hopkins? Yeah, he's got things to do. <laughs> when they were making Thor, who's Chris Emsworth? I mean, who's Natalie Portman, right? Um, nope. Anthony po- uh, Natalie Portman was a person. Yeah, she was already somebody in 2011. Who's Stellan Skarsgård, you know? Kat Dennings? Clark Gray? What the f- do you mean who's who- Stellan Skarsgård? I'm joking. <laughs> Kat Dennings, yeah. You could say that about... If there's anybody in the movie, you could say that about... Stellan Skarsgård has been in some films. Holy crap. Yeah. Is Anthony Hopkins really that busy, though? Like, how many of those freaking Hannibal Lecter movies have they made? A bunch, but, like, is it recent? I don't know. He's just... He's busy doing Westworld, which obviously was after 2011. In 2011, he was busy. He put out three films. That's a lot. And in 2010, he put out... Four. Oh, I did see the right. That was a that was a wild movie. Bare Knuckles, You Will Meet a Tall Dark Stranger, The Third Rules, The Wolfman. What are these movies? Does he just do like scary movies? I think that's Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman. The Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, he plays John Wolfman. He played Sir John Talbot, actually, but you were close. He was, he was Hrothgar in Beowulf. That's another Norse myth, right? Yeah. Man, that movie. Phew, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it was not great. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it's like half animated. It was bad. It was very bad. Ooh, rough. Hey, let's. What? What are we looking at on time? What here? do you mean? Does Anthony Hopkins only do scary movies? Yeah, he was Hannibal Lecter. So he was Odin. He got the a little. Father. He got a little bit typecast after being Hannibal Lecter. Whatever, man. Let's do some hash browns. Okay. So you asked me to read Good Omens. Am I supposed to finish that by now? Um. I can't remember if it was this week or next week. I mean, you got, week. you got two weeks, but you were almost done yesterday. Yeah, I didn't quite finish it. I have like an hour left, but I I think I'm at a point where I can share my thoughts, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it, and you can just finish it sometime soon. I have an hour and three minutes left. I'm showing you, but obviously nobody else can see. We'll just finish that and write um, the book. Yeah, so Good Omens is like casual conversations about the end of the world, and it's it's so good. I'm very happy you asked me to read it. Yeah. Um, I've been reading this on your recommendation for a while. It's been my, like, read until you fall asleep book for a while because it's and that's why i almost didn't give it to you because you expressed the fact that you wanted to to do it like that and so i wasn't gonna like force you to be like well i kind of need you to binge this well i i also noted to myself when i was reading the prologue that it is a book that people who like will continue to reread and i also noticed while reading it that it maybe you have a different brain than I do, but this is not the kind of audiobook that I can listen to and like soak in all the details and get lost in the story. Like it's, to me, it seems written very casual where it's like, well, listen when you want to, don't listen when you don't, but every line's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it, um, it, that's the thing is so you, you can't get lost in the story because it's just details. Right. It's exactly and like, what it, it is. It's a really bad way to describe it because it sounds like that would be terrible. Like normally books like that, that are like that are terrible. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not concerned with pushing the narrative narrative in any sort of timely fashion no the narrative is going to happen when it happens that's the whole thing right it's like there's a book of prophecy that is entirely correct right and uh where i'm at right now is is very interesting the way that adam the antichrist is handling the end of the world and he's having conversations with Meta- metatron oh you you're, that's where you're at yeah and and beelzebub so yeah you're right there at the end yeah 
and I'm curious how he's gonna handle it. But again, it's like, when you put it on, it's almost like, I don't know if you've ever done this. I used to do this in college a lot when I was studying to go into ministry. I would put on like audiobooks of the Bible. And a lot of times it's just like details on details on details and you just gotta trudge through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like the Sleep With Me podcast where it's like, they're gonna start writing and then they're gonna get distracted by some tangent and then they being Neil and Terry. Right. And then like, you know, and then we kind of get back to the original story and then we get distracted again. And then, um, you know, but all those little tangents are, are funny and they're interesting and it's supposed to be funny. Um, and the narrator for the audiobook is, is excellent. He, he, he talks, he does, I think death's voice is Jeff Goldblum is what he's going for there, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. Um, De- the four bikers of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> hell's actual angels yeah. well and that's the whole thing behind it is it's just it's it's quippy without being like over the top about it oh, i think it's way over the top about it where it's like but not not you know, not in like a negative way though it's not like oh wow oh, i'm so agree. over yeah, yeah. this like that it's just trying to be funny like this because the, the narrative isn't what's funny like the actual dialogue usually in what's funny it's just the details surrounding it and the way it's told right it's like Crowley, the you know sort of agent of hell. Well, of course, he has the the perfect apartment, and he listens to all the good music. And his apartment already has double glazing. Right. And you know, like stuff I know like the conversation like, they're having about like, well, you know, is there, there's not going to be no good music if heaven wins the war for right end of the world. <laughs> Because like nobody dances. He says, "Oh, you've got you've got Elgar and right. somebody else, and we've got everyone." <laughs> and you know, it's just silly things like that. Right. Um, it's definitely it definitely reads like a like a grown up book. Yeah. Like. I don't think I think a very edgy teenager would enjoy this book, and I think if a teenager told me they liked it, I would be like, "Shut up, go read." Harry I think Potter, a very please. edgy teenager would get the wrong sort of enjoyment out of this book. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Like this is a book <laughs> that just kind of came to me at the right time in my life. Yeah, and I think I think the re- rereadability about it is is part of what makes it so good. Is that like I've missed a lot of details of a lot of jokes, and I think rereading it at the beach or rereading it as I go to bed or whatever yeah. is I would rather if if I'm just reading it to fall asleep or because I'm on the toilet or whatever i would rather read this than like harry potter because i'll just get sucked in yeah no that that's absolutely that's it's more it's 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 easier to set down right because it's it's like vignettes almost but it's not yeah yeah it's like revelation the reader's digest edition yeah pretty much well i'm glad you enjoyed it finally i, I got you i got you something that you enjoyed um I've actually been dying to give you something that you won't enjoy because you seem to like everything i suggest well <laughs> let me tell you what the fault, not the fault in our stars. The turtles all the way down is a zero. Get out of town. It, You're so wrong I'm about done with it, it, dude. I, I like, I finished it. Finally. I'm f- it's took me over a year. I'm finally done with it. <laughs> I had to get the audiobook. That's the only way I was going to power through it. And initially I hated the audiobook, but the end of it, I, I get it. I understand the audiobook. Um, I think that Kate Rudd did a very good job. I just hate the way she narrated the character. I hate how she did Davis. That was the only character. I oh, I, I, I liked David. I mean, I don't like Davis. I don't like, I don't like the, the like female narrator does a young guy voice where Davis is just like, Oh, well, uh, you know, I don't really, um, my telescope's not for looking at the ground. Yeah. And he just sounds like the way she does is in flight. He just sounds dead inside. Like, right. I am curious now that you finished it. There's a few details that I would, I think this book is a, a very good representation of a lot of the relationships chips i have i don't know if that's necessarily from the perspective i have but i feel like it, it i turn to it 
to sort of get perspective on you and I's relationship and my wife and I's relationship. Um, and I don't think we're all like perfect characters, but I think that the things that happen to Aza, I relate to. And that's fair. And that's that was going to be my point is that like I can get why that this is an important book for a lot of people. But um, I had I had a deep trouble relating to it. Could you forgive the friend? Daisy? Yeah. For for writing about the... Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I could. That's unforgivable. Nah, I get it. Because like they're... At the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I don't know how long it would have taken me to do it, but like they're, they're very young. They are very young, and it's and she started. I did, she I she did even says she starts like it like, yeah. So did I. Like I, I would not. I don't want to be. I don't want who I was when I was in seventh grade held against me. I will say this about the the Daisy thing is like, yeah, they're very young, and and uh, you know, I think it would take time to move past that. Um, but I also feel like this book is part of the reason why I wanted to start doing this segment and why I wanted to start writing the blogs was like, if I'm interested in something and i want to talk about that with the people i care about then i want to do whatever it takes to so get that we're them all to, on yeah, the same yeah. page and I I, I I am glad that i read it because it is something that's important to you and i'm not entirely sure that i got it as much as i should have because again i didn't i i had trouble relating to the character like i just don't i don't know what most of what she's talking about feels like do you recognize that like because of this book were you able to gain any sort of empathy for people with severe anxiety and compulsions yeah for sure i just like i i, I guess i've never thought about anything like that because i i'm not i'm not a very anxious person what who is who is yelling at me one of my devices is yelling at me but okay that's fine um yeah when it when it comes to stuff like that is like, I, I mean i get i get anxious about things like there's stuff that stresses me out for sure but it's usually like i have to do a thing that i don't want to do or have a conversation that I don't want to have and i'm nervous about the way it's going to go type of anxiety i don't i don't i thank god i don't suffer from this sort of crippling anxiety that she has and I feel blessed for that. Um, and it, but it's definitely a very interesting way to write about that sort of thing. Well, what did you think about the fact that like it, it, the way she sort of writes off her friends, like early in the novel, she talks about, you know, Daisy was this super interesting person and I played the best friend in her story or whatever. And, you know, she can type on her phone faster than I can type on my computer. And then when it comes back around to Daisy, Daisy's like, you know, you, you have a computer. I try as hard as I can to keep up with you. I write, I related a lot more to Daisy than I did to Aza. I definitely thought you would. And we've definitely had like, those I felt relationships. Like, in those conversations right like i felt like that dynamic was something that you and i related to yeah that was very that well. was the thing i was going to bring up next is that, that was a shocking parallel to the relationship that we've had right is that like you know the way that they think about each other and the way that they sort of process the lives of the other one that their yeah. best friend is so disconnected from the reality of how it is yeah. and they both uh, are i, I mean, thought neither of them are perfect people and neither of them really gets the other person at the beginning right they coexist because they need each other and they don't understand each other like daisy doesn't get why aza is the way she is and aza doesn't get aza doesn't really think about daisy aza thinks she has daisy figured out and doesn't need to think about daisy right but she doesn't have anything about daisy figured out right she assumes that you know i thought it was so interesting when daisy was like you didn't know i had a sibling or you don't know their name or whatever yeah i was like how is that possible and that's but, that's never something i've felt about our relationship well i think everybody knows my brother's name no but i would be the one that has a sibling in that case because i'm daisy well i will say this though like about our youth is uh you know you didn't your parents didn't have people over growing up and you didn't have people over and that's fine like whatever you know some yeah. kids had friends over and some didn't uh but like i didn't know you had a dog until like junior year of high school yeah and i just that was just like i don't know i didn't i wasn't a big sharer of stuff like that i guess yeah but i also just didn't ask 
I mean, that's true. You know, like, you know my parents' dogs. Right. You know my dogs. I, I've never, like, to this day, you have a dog that lives with you. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Scout. Well, I mean, to be fair, we got her, like, while I was a junior in college. Right. And then right. I just, no, I after that right. summer, I never came home again. Right. Like, I haven't been here much. Right. Um, yep, being, she's Scout. She's a handful. But I don't know. That's just yeah. sort of the same thing. Is that, like, like, I didn't, you had a dog throughout most of our childhood that I didn't even know about. Yeah, I did. I just wasn't, and, and yeah, I mean, maybe you guys didn't ask as much as you could have, but I also just didn't share things as much as I could have. I don't really even have a particular reason for it. It just never occurs to me to talk about myself like that. Anyway, I love turtles all the way down. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't, it's just like, it's hard to read. It's very hard to read. It is hard to read. Um, I think that I get a lot of what, and I get why it's written the way it is, but I think that if you're going to go for something to expose anxiety and compulsions, I think the gut bacteria thing thing is a weird way to go about it that was just so unrelatable for me i got it i got that pretty much immediately i mean i get it but it didn't it didn't do anything for me like it didn't advance the story i don't think it was the best way to show aza's problems her actual problems you, you know that's the point is that it's not supposed to advance the story it's that like the 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 idea behind the book was that like Sherlock Holmes is given all his credit because he's this obsessive person and he uses it to solve mysteries. And my actual biggest complaint with the book is that they do solve the mystery. It uh, was an extremely unsatisfying ending. I wanted them to fail. I wanted them to either fail or for something to happen, but all like her relationship with Davis just kind of dies. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was weird. The way the Davis thing plays out. Yeah. That whole thing is like, he just stops responding. And even then before that, yeah. she's like, I just saw that we were never going to be the way that we used to be back when we were us. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Why is Davis in this story? then yeah i thought it would have been more interesting if you know they went to the art show and they get in the sewer and either they figure it out or they don't but then the next day there's a news story about how like there was an art show in a sewer and while that was happening a body was discovered and like it wasn't them right you know what i'm saying right it wasn't them that found like, it. it's like somebody else found it right they're gonna get the reward and, like right. but but that book was already written it's called paper towns <laughs> It's true. Pepper Town's good. Yeah, that book was already written by John Green. So, like, it couldn't have the... Obviously, it'd be the polar opposite ending, but it would have been the same ending. It's like, they... Quentin fails in finding Margot. Right. Because what he really needed was for Margot to be dead. Dramatically. Right. And she wasn't. Um, well, do you want to assign something this week? Um, now that you now that you didn't like the book, I feel like I need to assign something you will like. See, I, I was all ready to give you something you wouldn't like. Did you really think I was going to like the book? Yeah, I did. I thought there was no world in which you didn't like it. Oh, it's that. like, it's, I mean, it's probably not my least favorite John Green book, but it's at least second to last. Interesting. Um, I, I think what's interesting about it is like, I don't think it's my favorite either. Like, I definitely probably prefer Paper Towns and, and um, the okay one, uh, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. You know, and I think Catherine's is pretty widely understood to be not the best. Uh, yeah, um, Catherine's all right. Um, I just think that, like, I, I, I think in terms of appreciating it and, and what it does for me, you know, it, like, in terms of enjoyment, it definitely doesn't rank with Paper Towns and, and, and Fault in Our Stars. But in terms of what it means and even probably, like, timelessness, I felt like this was more valuable. Because I think it's got more to offer than just entertainment. I think it gives a, an interesting and valuable perspective. Then Paper Towns, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, but... The Faulkner Stars. I think that, that it is not as important as the Faulkner Stars. Yeah, I mean, I can see that argument. I don't even know that I disagree with that. And I, I just, like I, I said, I had Faulkner a... Stars is an exceptional book. I had a hard time with the... Like, I think that there was a better... You could have given Aza a better compulsion. All right. Well, what, is, the, what is the assignment like for next week? There's just a lot of things you can be worried about in the world, and I think that, that is a really stupid thing for Aza to be worried about. Well, it just shows how selfish she is. That's her character. Right. Everything's She's a selfish. reprehensible person. Yeah, but it's because of her uncontrollable anxiety. Right. I don't know. It was that. It was hard to work past all that. What am I doing next week? I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Tell you the truth. What were you going to give me? Well, I uh, and you may have done this before, but I, I would severely doubt it. Um, 
we recently started watching Once Upon a Time. Um, I tried. And, and I was going to ask you to watch the pilot because I didn't remember it. I had tried it before as well. And I watched it and I was like, this is completely new to me. Um, have you tried it? Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes. It starts off not excellent. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to be my thing. I'm willing to do it, but I don't think it's ever going to be my thing. No, I don't think so either. I don't think it'll ever be my favorite show. And I like bad television. I did just finish Breaking Bad, which was a weight off my shoulders. That Breaking Bad's tough. To it's watch. a great show, but it's just very hard to binge. By the end of five seasons, I was like, oh my god. Just die <laughs> Seriously. So but I did dive back into A- Atypical, um, and that show is delightful. The show is delightful. Isn't it so good? I love, I love that show. I find sam to be alarmingly relatable really yeah interesting not in like the like i think that that i am like him and that like you know that we have similar problems but like everything like i think he asks great questions uh, sam definitely reminds me of me when i was like 10 because he he said something in an episode i was watching today where he was like girls seem to like it when boys wear a different shirt every day why is that and i was like that's a great question that is a great thing to be asking and then he wants to buy the whale shirt and i'm like the whale shirt's rad oh and everybody's against him buying the whale shirt right because they're high schoolers and like i get it i wouldn't have worn that in high school but i also went to high school in 2009 yeah i think you get away with it now. yeah and i could buy that whale shirt right now and people be like that's a rad whale shirt where did you that get is a shirt that is a shirt with he because he's like and his 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 justification for it is well it's 100% cotton which is my favorite percentage of cotton and it has more Antarctic whales on it than any shirt I've ever seen I was like you can't argue with that logic that, yeah, that is that, infallible you, it, you said everything logic. I was thinking so. like, oh, I love that show and I, I want to thank you for, for kind of forcing me to watch that because that's not one I would have just dove into of my own volition well let's see I have what no does idea Ethan what to need give to you? watch it's got to be a week a one week thing because I think we only have a week left before the shame episodes after this one what are we going to talk about next week I don't know figure it out let's see what's on Netflix L Netto Flixo. That's what I'm looking You want to watch season one of The Haunting at Hill House? No. Oh my God. Stop recommending it. <laughs> okay. Calm down, buddy. Um, popular on Netflix. You've seen Black Panther. Have you revisited Black Panther? Uh, I haven't seen it since theaters, no. It is good. Should I make you watch BoJack Horseman? I have not watched BoJack Horseman. Fun fact. I didn't think you had. I did watch part of New York Minute this week. What is that? As long as we're talking about Olsen's. It's a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. One of them plays like a teenage rock star and the other one plays like a future president. And <sighs> Have you watched Maniac yet? I have not. You should watch the first episode of Maniac. All right, we'll wait until I pick something, yeah. and then you can say okay. that. I don't know if you're going to like it or hate it, but I just think you should. I mean, I've heard exclusively good things about it. I've heard good things, but I've also heard, wow, that was a thing. Is, in, uh, is that the new Nick Cage thing? Huh? I know it's I know it's the new... What's the new Nick Cage thing? That's the Jonah Hill Emma Stone thing. Yeah, I know, but what's, what's the new Nick Cage I thing? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Nick Cage. It was just in a movie that was, like, very critically acclaimed. Like a Netflix movie? No, it was Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. Interesting. Why is it called Mandy? I don't know. I think it's horror. Oh, good. What? Tonight Show did a Riverdale parody where they all dressed up as characters from Peanuts. Nice. Oh, man. Up in the air. What a great movie. I know. Nominated for Best Picture. Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's a good movie. What was that movie where they could it had Morgan Freeman in it and they could curve bullets? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Was it Wanted? Wanted. 2008, Angelina Jolie, James McAvoy. And they like set up a sequel and it never happened? I never saw the movie. Looks like there are no photos from within this movie. From what movie? Wanted. Wanted? Yeah. I was just looking at the pictures and it was just pictures of the co- the the artwork, like the cover art over and over and over and over again. I mean, it was bad, but it was like enjoyable. Apparently it had Chris Pratt in it. Did it really? It looks like it. It's on this list of Chris Pratt performances we all forgot about. He played Barry. Who's Barry? I don't know. What's his character name? Oh, in Wanted? Yep. Looks like he was a, God, what? He was a baseball what player in Moneyball. He looks like a baseball player. Black dress. 
That's it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Don't Trust Me playing off your phone? Because it's just part I recently downloaded. You have a thing for me? I'm trying. Can't find freaking anything. You know what I've determined, Edge Hill? I have nothing. 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 Nothing you want me to watch. I need you to listen to the Chemical Workers song by Great Big C. One song. Okay. Yeah. Make it easy for me to write these blogs. But <laughs> okay, you just gotta. I mean, here's 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 what you gotta do. You gotta either do that or you gotta finish the story mode in Spider-Man PS4. We already reviewed Spider-Man PS4. I already reviewed Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, but I don't need to also review Spider-Man PS4 for the blog. <laughs> I also just don't know if I have time for that. Yeah, it's it's not short. Yeah. Um. I mean, I can I can do I can do I can listen to a song. You gotta listen to this song. You gotta write a blog about it. You gotta you gotta you know you just gotta exist. And you know it like here's what here's the thing Ethan is when it comes to writing in the blog you, you can't overthink it i just need something raw what like, it doesn't necessarily need to be a review it just needs to be a story or a narrative spawned from the content i ask you to consume okay i can do that i also need an, another punishment i know i haven't done the hoodie allen one yet i'm going to i promise but i need another punishment i lost the venom bet i don't know do you, do you, I write a review of a new york minute <laughs> what is that it's a mary kate and ashley movie oh my god <laughs> that or you have to write a review of Fantastic. Okay. But you have to watch it. Okay. You gotta watch it. You gotta sit through the whole thing. Okay. We'll see. I'll, I'll pick one of those. Because I did lose the Venom bet. Venom ended up under 35%. I knew it too. I almost, originally when we talked about the bet, I almost said 30. And I was like, you know what? I can see this going in the 33, one, 31 to 33 I just, range. I was like, there's no way a Marvel movie in 2018 is going to be that bad. You're wrong. I know. It's bad. Really not good. <sighs> It wasn't really not good. We're back on Venom. You know what I found interesting? We talked a lot about Venom. I know. We always do this. The movie's terrible. We just (laughs) rip on it the whole time. Like, oh, it was so bad, though. Like, oh, my God. It was painful. It just put me in a bad mood. Like, it, it, did. it, it put me ruined my mood. day. We went outside, and it was daylight, and I was like, this sucks, because now I have to do the rest of my day having just watched Venom. Right, it wasn't even like it's 11 p.m., and you could just go home and go to bed. Like, we saw it at 2 right. o'clock. Yeah. Ugh. Venom. I'm, I'm, like, I'm offended. I am offended. Get your together sony this isn't okay you can't just put out a movie like this and charge people like 12 dollars a ticket or whatever it costs where you are i hear you already listener i go to the matinees on tuesdays they're six dollars so whatever I, what shut up i don't care whatever how dare you sony take my hard-earned money and sit me through this crap yeah, heck you, Sony. Fleischer, what's your name? Fleischner? Fleischer? What's 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 his name? I don't know. What's his name? Ruben Fleischer. You don't have a Twitter account. There is a Twitter account that says it's Ruben Fleischer, but it's only retweeted something a few years back. And this picture of this guy looks pretty thin. And that guy's Avi on Twitter doesn't look anything like this. So I don't think it's you. Anyway, Ruben, I'm talking to you. Come defend your film. You made Zombieland. People love Zombieland. Oh, I love Zombieland. People love Zombieland, okay? Yeah, but he also made Gangster Squad and 30 Minutes or Less. Yeah, yeah, he Gangster did. Gangster Squad would have been good if it didn't come out the exact same year as American Hustle. Gangster Squad. That was a movie that started and somebody got ripped in half, <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. And I cut it off right then and there. Yeah, don't blame you. Listen. Oh, but it had Ryan Gosling in it. Ryan Gosling's amazing. I just don't get okay. it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't oh, get the hype. Yeah, you gotta watch, you gotta watch Blue Valentine. Ah, uh, anyway. Ruben, I wanted my money back for seeing this crappy ass movie and i want you to come on our show so you can spend two hours talking to me and getting your word out to not that many people because you know what that's what you owe me ruben 
that's what you owe me. We should just we should just not see. I this looked movie. for your like, contact. I knew my instincts were right when I said to not review this movie. You know, there was a lot of hype, and the fans gave it an eighty-eight percent, and the audience and the critics gave it a thirty-one. And I was like, okay, this is a defining moment. Who do you side with? Who do you agree with? And you know what? One of one one of the people who commented on our post said, and I quote, uh, "Let me pull up the quote for you." Speaking of Ryan Gosling, we should just go and see First Man. This person says, "I like you, Tyler, but I do not agree at all with this. I thought it was a slow start, but an excellent middle and end with moderately good CGI. Moderately good CGI does not." is not acceptable. It's 2018. You have $100 million. I expect quality CGI. Yeah. Not moderately good. Yeah, $100 million. And this one, this one, quote, nowadays people act like it's not okay to enjoy the things you like if they are not good. Okay, you can enjoy whatever the crap you want. That's fine. I don't care. If you enjoyed this movie- But if it's not good, you gotta be willing to defend it. Like, I'm sorry. Right, la-di-da, but this movie's bad. Like, there are standards by which we compare these movies to. And when you take on the role of- being a critic or defending film, you do so on a platform with a rubric. You don't just go in blindly, oh, this was good because I enjoyed it, or this is bad because I didn't enjoy it. It's bad for reasons. Bad because the narrative is bad and uninteresting. Ugh. Anyway, not okay. It's popular to like the things that are quote high quality and very popular to bash the things that are not. That's for a reason. High quality things get high praise because they're good. You sound like Rhett on that episode where he bashed Miranda Sings for not liking bacon. I didn't watch that episode. But like, yeah, like, but that's what you sound like right now is that you took a random Instagram comment and now you're just like, you don't like bacon? What do you mean you don't like bacon? <laughs> like, I get it. I get like why the pop music industry has or did for a long time. It was so corporate and so obviously fake that like i understand that people think that because something's popular it's not high quality but like that's still mostly high the quality case things right it music, is still mostly least. the case but even still like and you can even tell like when miley cyrus puts out an acoustic album it's like holy crap this person's actually amazingly talented anyway it's uh it's okay if it's done as normal criticism when the goal is just to explain your point of view and opinions on stuff the problem with this is it makes many people feel bad about liking stuff that are not the best venom was a light-hearted funny and cute movie no it wasn't it was not cute it was not light-hearted it wasn't funny it wasn't funny light-hearted the dude bit people's heads off it wasn't funny the jokes like didn't land they were poorly timed they didn't make me laugh yeah no it was bad it was a bad movie. They were cheap jokes, cheap humor. The only thing that's scary about it was how terrible it is. Yeah, it really is bad. And then this comment goes on to defend the animators. I didn't think the animators deserved much defense. The, the animation didn't look that good. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's It was just okay. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it took me out of it at times. I was like, okay, we're watching a movie and that is from a video game. Okay. You know, like I know the technology exists. Abomination looked better than this. That was 10 years ago. I don't know what kind of budget that had. Probably not this much though. I have no idea. Oh, it did have more. 150. This actually really did have a tiny budget for a superhero film. Well, I mean, there's only like three people in it. That's true. Who's the girl? Do I, am I supposed to know Michelle who that Williams? is? Williams. She's somebody, right? Yeah. She's in The Greatest Showman. That's that's what I know her from. She's in Blue Valentine. What do you know? She's like a real actress. We went to high school with someone named Michelle Williams. We did. This is not her. I know her. it's not her, but that's all. the person is all I can think of anytime I hear this name. She's the lead female in Blue Valentine. I knew I knew her from something excellent. Yeah, she's in a bunch of stuff. She played Marilyn Monroe. She could knock that out. She was on Dawson's Creek. She's in a lot of good stuff. Blue Valentine, Brokeback Mountain, Manchester by the Sea. You've seen Shutter either Island. of those two movies? Uh, I think I've seen Brokeback Mountain. I know you haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. I thought about watching Manchester by the Sea, and I was I was given the opportunity to watch it. That was 2016. Yeah, two years ago. There's no way. I know. I thought it was. That last came out year. like six months ago. No. Prozac Nation. Classic. I guess it's because we were talking about like Oscar season last year. Yeah. Well, that's a thing that happened. Venom is a thing that happened. God. <sighs> it ruined my day.
after we just got what done watching all the Toy Story movies, which are delightful. Those so good, so good. You watch Toy Story three and you go watch Venom afterward. You're gonna be convinced that Toy Story three is just like the greatest movie ever made, and there are no competitors. Toy Story three is very good. While we're on that topic, yeah, it's you'll hear our full not thoughts. The greatest soon. made. No, but it's very, it's very, very good. good. It really is. Um, it's a lot better than Venom. <laughs> well, so let's let's <laughs> we did it again, man. We started off the year with the, the second week is just like the bottom of the list. Yeah, you know, uh, Incredible Hulk peaked at number two. Number Venom two will also bottom. peak at number. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, peaked at number two overall. Yeah. Right. Venom will also peak at number two and then be slowly demolished down to what I imagine will end up as number 52. Depending on how many films we review. It'll be at least 52. We'd have to we'd yeah. have to search to watch a movie worse than this. Like, intentionally search. We could watch Fan Forster. Um, we could watch a Serbian film. Like, there, there are options available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do some, what is it, Bollywood? Is that what they call it? Yeah, or just some straight up, like gore oh gosh you're talking about a film i wouldn't watch enjoy. like snuff films uh, yeah watch like human centipede <laughs> if you really want to put something lower on the list i could find you some movies <laughs> we could do the rest of the pirate series i bet one of those would low be be lower no no way we could do the rest of the transformer series those have got to be better i don't know man what we could do with, the room uh, we could do the room but that that honestly would have like a so bad it's good quality to it uh, no it doesn't people that like the room are wrong okay i don't know if you've seen it or not i know you've seen disaster artist but i, I don't know if you've actually artist. seen the room it's that bad it really just is it makes no sense anyway so we ranked it how does how does riot rank as a villain bad. worse than megatron yes megatron's awesome okay i'm just making sure what is the break Breakfast food for this movie. God, sour milk. It's just a turd in the wind. There you go. It's a turd in the wind. A pancreas. <laughs> a pancreas. Liver. Chopped liver. God, it was so bad. Don't watch this movie. I'm sorry, Don't anybody that enjoyed it. it and and that we're just offending right now, but like, I'm not. I sorry. hated this movie. I would have left. I absolutely. If hated we had this. not been seeing this for the show, I would have left before Venom even came on screen. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. Is like. Venom wasn't on screen for like the first hour. Yeah, you looked at me and you're like, how long has this movie been going on? And I straight to you, either 15 minutes or two hours. There's no in-between. Yeah. <sighs> it's that bad. It's like this whole time that you're waiting for Venom to get on screen and then you're going to have, there he is, there's the interesting character. Nope. Oh, no, wait, he's awful. He's uninteresting and he talks like a six-year-old. Oh, my eyes are itchy. Uh, While you're saying that, my eyes were just like dying. I'm better. Well... I got better. I got better. Um, I don't have anything else to say about it. I can't believe we've given it as much time as we have. Exciting news for people who want to watch uh, films we've reviewed on this show. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is on Netflix. It is. So is Black Panther. So is Thor Ragnarok. So is Guardians of the Galaxy. So Volume is Pirates of the Caribbean. Super good. Pirates of the Caribbean. There's, there's a good number of yeah, them. Yeah, they're, so if you've been they're waiting, slowly coming back around to having good movies on Netflix again. Yeah, which is exciting. Shining is on Netflix. I should probably watch that. It's a good movie. Beautiful Mind is on Netflix. A Breakfast Club is on Netflix. The Last Jedi is on Netflix. Coco is on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, Coco. You want to talk The about Life of Brian's on Netflix. Shrek is on Netflix. Uh, what else? None of these movies. The King's Speech. It's a bunch of a bunch stuff. That's what yep. we're trying to say. Go watch stuff on Netflix. Um, Yeah. All right. Lead us out. Spider-Man 3. Sam Raimi. Netflix. Neat. Who knew? The people at Netflix knew. Oh, they did. Tyler might watch this movie today. Uh, yeah. I mean, thank you for listening to the show. You know, we do this for the yokes. We do this for you. And if you love us, if you enjoy the show, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and egg. You want to talk to us whenever you want, like immediate responses all the time. Check us out on Discord. It's like $5 perk on Patreon. That $5 goes towards making this show a reality so we can continue to bring you excellent content. It really makes a difference. It absolutely 100% does. And if you feel like you're getting value from this show, you know, cost you maybe $6 to drive to work in gas. You listen to the show during those 60 miles. 
consider uh, dropping us a line. It would wouldn't would not hurt us. I'll tell you that much. I can tell you that much. If you feel like you get value from us, we would appreciate value in return. Uh, but definitely not a requirement. The show's going to be free and available forever as long as we're able to do it. Uh, what else, Ethan? I don't know. Everything is down below in the description. All of our information. You can buy stuff. You can support us. You can support our graphic designer. You can support our artist, our musical artist. You can support everyone by clicking the links. Yeah. They're all there. Don't they support this movie. Give us the $7 you were going to spend to see this movie at a matinee. Yeah, you can just do like a one-month pledge. Boom. There you go. That's the only time I'll ever say this. Like, this movie is not worth watching. It really isn't. Like, literally do not spend your money on this. And I get, like, listen, I don't think you could make an argument that would even a little bit change my mind about this movie. No. I mean, I'm willing to hear them, but I don't know if it exists. It was a miserable experience. Like, I think there's a better case to be made for Deadpool 2 than for Oh, absolutely. This. this made Deadpool 2 look amazing. Yeah, Deadpool 2 at least had a narrative. Yeah, I could follow the story. Right, it just had bad I laughed jokes. a couple times. Well, and then the post-cadet scene ruined the whole movie. Post-cadets? Post-cadets. Let's get it! Let's get it. Let's get this bread! Uh, wow now. Let's get this bread. Indigo League of Pokemon is on Netflix. What on earth are we doing this show for? When we could be watching Pokemon. A little bit of Pokemans. A little bit of Pokemans. Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Anyway, question of the day. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Be sure to tweet us at Bacon and Eggs 23. Uh, I've been Tyler Carlin. He's been Ethan Edgehill. And I don't know. We'll see you next week. No Sunday brunch this week, I don't think. Nope, probably not. And next week, we're talking about another movie. Be sure to tweet us your favorite Pokemon and what movie you'd like for us to review next week. We might not listen. We might also listen. Who knows? Yeah, fair enough. Until next week, I've been Ethan Edgehill, and he's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Ravidurchi. Are you going to eat anybody else?